Uh, this is uh, Harry Wayne, and uh, I just want to say to these bitch niggas, um, you can suck on my penis to uh, me up and uh, reverse friendly humor. Nobody gives a shit, you two douchebags. About, about your stupid bullshit. It's a podcast, nobody gives a shit about your douchebags, okay? I pop a cap in both your ass. Please, me guys. And, um, reverse any human douchebag guy. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye bye. I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love to sing and rock in the major way I'm Freddy Johnny Depp just to have some fun Rock here D. Simon at Harrison What's gonna happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee Or video game news with Jeffrey It'll be hip and it'll be cool Kids don't take drugs and stay in school Or you might end up like Trucker Paul Freddy's out Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison uh, almost didn't do a show tonight. Um, Well, this week. Yeah. Exhausted. I know. I'm tired, man. I'm moving this week. I know. It's a big big weekend. I'm Mm -hmm. moving. It's one of the most five stressful things you can do. Moving. You know, it is really weird to unearth yourself and yeah. move to a different location i couldn't even yeah. imagine you know moving even though i have done it i couldn't imagine moving across country hard enough moving from hollywood to koreatown yeah i mean i just did it when i moved out here i did it piecemeal with suitcases you know suitcases did, full of stuff like you, balky you know <laughs> that's what i did perfect strangers did yeah. you take it over the plane or did you drive out here no, I didn't drive out here. I tried, I was going to do that, and then I realized, wait a minute, this is super expensive to do this, so I'm just going to gradually bring stuff over as I go. See, when I uh, from finally, scratch, when from I finally scratch. moved out yeah. from uh, the Midwest yeah. to San Francisco, mm-hmm. I got rid of all my shit, and then anything I couldn't fit in my uh, Monte Carlo, yeah. which I had, I had like my dad's 1995 Rabbi Monte Carlo, um, 19 what? It was 1995. Oh, okay. Monte right. Carlo. Right. That, the, the, the synagogue bought my dad mm. a different car every three years, so they leased him a car. Okay. And so when, uh, I think it was 1995, he had it to 98. When I graduated college, he was mm. just like, I've got you a gift. And I yeah. was like, oh, great. What is it? And I, I thought he was going to give me the car. Yeah. But instead, he just pretty much gave me the car loan. It's like, here you go. You yeah. only owe about $26,000 on this. Yeah, welcome to the world of debt. The Botmobile. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, all right, okay. whatever. But anyway, I just packed all my shit in and just drove across country. Um, but since then, it's like when you live somewhere for a long time, you accumulate. You know, you build up shit. You belongings, do. possessions. Animal skulls. Yeah, animal you know, skulls. A lot of stuff like that. Totemic devices. Yeah. Lots of ritualistic amulets. You, you build Baron, up these things. Baron Semeti totems. <laughs> a lot of things. Tampon yeah. collections. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's like you never know how much shit you have until you have to move. And, and the one thing is, you know, as, and I mentioned on the show before, I collect a lot of vinyl. I've been collecting vinyl for years. Vinyl's cool. I like having vinyl. I like listening to music on vinyl. Mm. It fucking sucks to move vinyl. Oh, yeah. 
It fucking it's like now I'm in the process of trying to move records to a new place because I'm not gonna pack them in boxes so movers can move them. And I'm just like, why the fuck do I have records? Yeah, fuck it, dude. You can have an MP3 on a fucking hard drive filled with like a terabyte of MP3s. Why do you need the, Why do you need the vinyl? You and our crumb, you know. I yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. it's cool to have, but it sucks to move. But anyway, I'm you know it's it's, it's a stressful week, and I was thinking, God, I don't know if I'm gonna have why don't you the make, podcast. Why don't you make a meme about it, D? A meme about that mo- moment when you find you have to move and you're fine. You know, one of those stupid things. Is that is there a uh, acronym for that, like TMW or something, or TFW? That I think so, something like that. You know, you I, ever know these people who like just go off the rails and then their entire it's like a full time job running a Facebook group that does memes. With memes, yeah. yeah. No, you and that's can, like their job. Now. Or Instagram, yeah. Like uh, fuck Jerry, you know that guy? No. It, that's all that guy does is he curates uh, mm. an Instagram page of memes. Just basically steals other people's content and reposts it. Right. But yet he can sell okay, advertising. Uh, an aggregator. An aggregator. Yeah. More like just a thief. Yeah. But whatever. Right. It's fine. <laughs> Intellectual content thief, I think yeah. is what, he, what you call him. But but um, but um yeah, it's like, you know, I, I was looking at, at some of these memes and I always get confused. And I think it's maybe a symptom of my age. I never know what those acronyms mean, like TFW or TMW or... What does TFW mean? I think it means like the feeling when. Oh, okay. TMW, I don't even think there is a a, the mood when. Yeah. I think you just made that up. Okay. Maybe you should fucking make memes. I thought it was like the ferret wonders. Yeah, I have no idea. What is the ferret wonder? Or a FTW is something. For the win. For the win. Okay, I didn't know That's that. That's for the win. I didn't know Come that. Come on. You never played World of Warcraft L-O-L. for an entire year? You ever heard that? Go to hell. I'm going <laughs> to th- throw you out the window. No, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's like yeah. people have these, like, you know, you, you write your memes. I should do one for uh, moving vinyl records. Right. And then not being able to podcast. Just quit your job and just start doing that. I should do that. Yeah. The last time you moved was what? Five years ago? Four years ago? How long you been here? Through four years, something. I lost track of time. So (laughs) you probably have never had to deal with like a California move to a different location because you've only lived in one apartment. Yeah, no. I mean, I kind of I've wanted to move several times, but I just can't deal with actually moving, so I don't move. Do Do you have like a mental breakdown or something? Yeah. Or is it just too stressful? It's too stressful. It's too stressful. And my life has been in constant upheaval since I've been here, so I just don't. Yeah, have... What's the point? Yeah. And could no you point. even afford it now? I mean, dude, my rent went up like six hundred dollars for okay. this apartment. Yeah. To live in Hollywood. Oh, this apartment. This apartment oh. is six hundred dollars more a month than what I pay. Oh, you I... mean now? Oh, you mean after you leave? After I leave, oh, okay. Because I, I moved in here, yeah, I that. Well, like six years ago, right, so I'm sure. paying about twelve hundred bucks a month to mm-hmm. live in Hollywood. I was talking to my landlord. I'm like, so just I'm curious, how much are you going to uh, rent it for? He's like, I was thinking about 1800 Sure. $1,750, $1,800. Yeah. I was like, 1800 bucks a month for this place. Yeah. Doesn't even have fucking air conditioning. Yeah. Well, if you make this a terrible bedroom, you, you know. You could have, yeah, yeah, you can make it a two bed. That, that, oh, you, you need to walk through to get to the kitchen. Um, that's great. San Francisco, this yeah. would be like a three or four bedroom. Oh, apartment. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like four millennials, luxury apartment. Here. Yeah, did you see that article about like um, adulting or something, 
where it's like you move to a new city, but you move in with your college buddies. Hashtag adulting. Hashtag adulting. That, that word just makes yeah. me really, really And there was an angry. article in the New York Times, and it was just like, it was like they had a bunch of pictures of the people doing this, sitting on the couch together, and there would just be like three people that look exactly the same, like three white people that just look exactly the same sitting and on a couch. they're adulting. They're adulting. I see a lot of people post stuff on Instagram with like the hashtag mm adulting it's right. like you know i'm 35 years old and i'm yeah. like jumping a fence to go to like a abandoned water park and i'm adulting <laughs> it's like you know i almost want to just put a picture of me like passing a kidney stone with some blood coming out of my ure- urethra and just being like adulting yeah you know actually you could almost do that with steel like every single just a bunch of pictures of steel like his normal routine and just put hashtag adulting okay yeah you know? Uh, but anyway, what, my question to you. Yeah. I kind of got sidetracked there. Um, so if you were to move yeah. at this age, right. if we're roughly the same age, would you ask your friends to help you move and go rent a U-Haul or would you just go out and hire movers? You hi- I've, I've moved before and I've hired movers. Yeah. Since, yeah, since a long time ago. I, I feel like after the age of 30... You, after the age of 25 cutoff. it should be 25 but I'm saying 30 to help, you know that's a lot to ask somebody that's it, like asking somebody to drive you to LAX or something that's a lot it is know? no it's a lot to yeah, do and then, yeah. you're, then you're like oh I'll buy you dinner yeah it's like come on yeah it's like fuck you I mean I I don't mind if someone's like hey can you just help yeah. me move a bookshelf yeah. well sure but a whole fucking day yeah. moving in a, a one-bedroom apartment. Especially in New York, because it's like, yeah, we we'll just bring this mattress up four fucking stories. <laughs> you couldn't spend $300 to hire some fucking guys? Well, you here, know? I would just be like, dude, go to Home Depot and hire yeah. a couple Mexican dudes for like 50 bucks a They're piece. They're hanging out there all the time. And I've told friends, I've told friends that have asked yeah. me recently, I'm like, mm. you know what? I will chip in mm. on the Mexican fund to help yeah. move your stuff, but yeah. I will not be lifting your boxes. Sure, yeah. You know, it's not that expensive. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for this whole apartment to uh, move this place, I hired some, some place, I forget they're called, like Rock and Roll Movers or something. I found them on Craigslist. Yeah, that's where I got my couch. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's going to be like five or six hundred bucks. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. You know, that's just worth, that's worth it to me not to be in like pain for three days. Sure. Yeah. You know, or to, to, to ask my friends, like, could you imagine... I mean, I, I don't know. I, you probably never had to deal with that in New York, though, because you don't have any Mexicans there. No, you don't. And Puerto Ricans have better things to do. So they're not <laughs> to doing help that. you move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have been, you know, they're working in restaurants. They're fine. I've, I've done it before yeah. at a home, not in LA, but I did it I did it in San Francisco many times where it's like I just go to Home Depot and be like, yo, amigo, you know, yeah. uh, Quieres Viente uh, dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the guy's like See It's like Come yeah. on Alright just go And I'm like the, yeah. You know the foreman <laughs> Just yeah. like Pick up boxes On the lay <laughs> Ich habe de Niro That's fucking German I'm Yeah I'm not a, even Mexican. I'm a millennial. It's been a while since yeah. I've had uh, friends or family help move. Family, like my sister and Big Jer. Big Jer, that guy will bust his back. Like he will, he will like throw his back out helping you move. Mm. My brother, the most useless fuck I've ever had to deal with while sure. moving. Yeah, my brother would just—he's like, I'll watch the truck, and mm. that's actually in the in San Francisco in the Tenderloin. You need someone to actually watch the truck. That's a valuable, yeah. Well, because crackheads will just go into your truck. Right. And then you're just like, what are you doing? And Could be a crackhead. But uh, yeah. my, my brother would be like, I'll watch the truck. And it's just like, okay, cool. And come out. And he's just sleeping. 
Yeah. This crackhead's just rummaging through boxes. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, oh, yeah. get away from the boxes. Yeah. It's my brother's shit. It's like he, he useless. Never. I think he picked up like last time I moved. You know, me, my sister is helping me. My brother is help. My my uh, brother in law was helping. My mm-hmm. brother moved like a portable fan, like a desk fan. Okay. And we're just like, dude, I'm done. But now my brother's kind of one of those guys too. It's like I will pay for you to hire Mexican guys. Okay. Help you move. I mean, I did help out a friend just uh, yesterday. Uh, hung young terrorist. Hired oh, yeah. me for a job to serve a, a model she fucked or something. To a serve male a, model. Was she suing him or something? Yeah, small claims court. <laughs> so <laughs> how, I, how much is uh, she had, suing him? Uh, like $3,000. Three grand. Yeah, small Good claims luck. court. Yeah, I so, wish you luck with yeah, that. Yeah, well, I, I went, we staked out a bar. And I can't drink now, so I'm just sitting in a bar, you know. Like a cliche were fucking you, private detective. Were you dressed like Columbo or something? Or? Uh, kind of. I was just like Elton John meets Columbo. Well, with those glasses, yeah, yeah. very Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Blue jean, baby. So, we yeah, did you, so, so was the model there just no, drinking at the bar? No, he wasn't there. Would um, you have chased him down if he started running? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have made with, him take the thing. With hug young terrorists, like yeah. fast on your heels? yeah. And, you know, she thinks, like, she's talking to ghosts. Oh, no, th- this woman, people, mm, uh, mm. You, you might remember she was on, she was the, she was on the, the, the radio show, like, a, wa- a while ago. She in was the in the Budafield cult, cult, cult in Holy Hell before the documentary, yeah, right? Yeah. We were interviewing people in the cult before that shit was even a thing. I, yeah, I haven't seen right? the documentary. It's, it's amazing. You gotta okay. see it. She's I'll, in it. I'll take your word yeah. for it. But uh, she's, she's in a cult. And yeah. so I follow her just yeah. on Instagram because she is fucking insane. Yeah. She's insane. She lives yeah. in her car now. Yeah. She tried to like like feed coyotes or something that she called foxes. She thinks they're foxes. She, talk, she thinks yeah. they're foxes. Yeah. yeah. And she like microdoses LSD all day. Yeah. And you'll talk to her and she'd be like, oh, I thought you said you were out of town. I'm like, when? No, I've been to town. She's like, when I talked to you two days ago. I'm like, I never talked to you. Two. So she talked, I don't know. I don't know if it's like Battlestar Galactica and she sees me in the corner, but I'm not really there. Like Gaius Baltar or something, you know? She's insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's insane. She's well, I people... mean, I don't know if she's insane or just a lot of LSD every day. Microdosing LSD every day can... I think it's a combination. Yeah, it has an effect. She must smell bad now, right. though. I mean, well, you probably can't tell. I can't but, tell. <laughs> but I mean, she yeah. lives in her car. Like, where's she bathing? Right. Uh, she has a gym membership. She bathes oh, okay. at the gym. Oh, okay, so she goes to the gym. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that. She has a gym membership, right. <laughs> lives in her car, gets manicures. Yeah, you know, so, but it would, he wasn't there. So today I just called Ford Models and was like, hey, you still represent this guy? What's his, you know, you I hired him? him for a job and, uh, you know, I got a check for him. Where, where do I send it? Do you they're track like, him down? Here, yeah, they're like, here's all his information. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. He, so. You can get it that easily. Yeah. Did you find him? Um, it was like in Santa Monica, and I'm like, look, here's this address. If he's there, I'll go there and serve him, but I'm not going to Santa Monica to see if he lives in a building. I'm Why don't you send it. Crazy to go stake him out? That's what I did. Oh, so she's going yeah. to go Yeah, uh, I gave her the address, out. and I'm like, you do it. Wow. You know? God, that's, that's pretty funny. So. Hmm. I wonder what will happen with that. You know, uh, I, I do. I mean, actually, I do that. I do, there are a lot of frivolous lawsuits that I served, you know? Well, you know, I do. I'm not a fan of her music because she actually puts out music. 
But uh, I, do, I am a fan of her Instagram, which yeah. is quite prolific on Instagram. Oh, yes. She posts more than anyone I've ever noticed that doesn't get any likes. Not even a single like on any of... On, right. A couple photos, There's she might get few. one or two. Yeah. But I mean, the girl posts like seven to 12 pictures a day. Oh, at least. At least seven to 12 yeah. posts a day. And maybe one or two likes, if that. Yeah. However... She posts some pretty, like, some, some risque stuff, though, yes. like I've noticed. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, like, she was posting a picture of her, like, having full-on penetrative sex. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't think, it's, I thought the Instagram police would, like, come down on You'd you You'd think that. so. You'd think so, but know. there you go. I get reported for that shit. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, you know, I try to help my, my friends out, but I'm still not going to help you, you know, move. Well, I'm not going right. to ask you, because okay. you imagine, I would never yeah. ask you to help right. me move. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm too old to do that. Yeah. You know, I and you're Jewish, I'm Jewish. It's like we'd be complaining the whole time. We get right. nothing done. Yeah, no. We get nothing done. Yeah. And then not to mention you're, you're sober, so that's even more stress. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would, yeah, that's Yeah, because no one could be like, I'll buy you a six-pack yeah. or something. But you can't buy me a six-pack. No, because you're, I yeah. I can't you do can't, anything. It's, it, no, I would never, I, I would never do that to a friend. I'm swaddled in darkness. I'm going to pay movers. Okay. But anyway, getting back to the, the, the whole reason, <laughs> I, I didn't have time to prepare for the show. Because okay. we were recording early, busy mm-hmm. all weekend. None of my shit's going to be connected. Yeah. So, uh, My I, life is falling apart. Yeah, Everything is bad. But at the same time, it's yeah. like I feel like I owe the fans who who tune into the show every week, week in, week out, yeah. to hear their news. And that we're their only source of news. And yeah, I was like, you know true. what? I have to give them an update on the news. So I have a couple stories. And then uh, we're going to get to an interview that we recorded like, I don't know, months ago. Yeah. That I forgot about. Mm. And Because uh, if we're not careful, we'll lose them to salon.com maybe. You, you know? never know. Yeah. Yeah. They might actually go yeah. to, yeah, like they right. might actually go to like the Daily Beast or something. Okay. Or Slate. Yeah, Slate. God forbid. Yeah. So anyway, the hard hitting news here from Sick and Wrong. Um, this this one's good. This one's, this one actually kind of blew my mind. Jimmy Walker. Mm-hmm. JJ Dynamite Evans, Jimmy Walker from Good Times, is reportedly dating Ann Coulter. Yeah. Do you hear this? I did hear this. She denies this is it. insane. She denies, she denies it. it? She says they're close friends. Norman Lear says otherwise. Close friends. Define yeah. close, Harrison. I guess so. Um, according to television producer Norman Lear, he actually produced Good Times. It's funny that mm. they still hang he out. He produced every show. He in produced the 70s. a lot of shows, yeah. yeah. And they were all like somehow spinoffs of one another. Well, the thing is with Good Times, I remember yeah. back then, like, because I, I, I was a fan of, of a lot of African-American sitcoms, like uh, Sanford Son, one of my favorite shows of yeah. all time. What's Happening? Love that show. Yeah. Different Strokes, also. Good really Times. enjoy that show. Good Times, I didn't like as okay. much because it was too serious. Yeah. You know, it's like every episode, sure, there might have been a couple laughs, but it's like all of a sudden the dad's pulling off his belt, about to give somebody a whipping. Yeah. And I was like, God, this show is so serious. Remember when Rerun tried to bootleg the Doobie Brothers concert and then they caught him and they're like, we're disappointed in you, man. <laughs> That's what's Michael happening. Michael McDonald he was wasn't there. In good oh, I'm sorry. That was what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I always get them mixed up. I'm such a racist. <laughs> I was about um, to say, they don't yeah. all look the same. Jesus. Yeah. Amen 227. Those are good ones, too. Oh, yeah, 227. Uh, yeah. The Jeffersons. Yeah. I was actually a big fan of the Jeffersons. Okay. And but the Jeffersons was kind of progressive too, wasn't that a was. spin off? Wasn't that a spin off of uh, All in the Family? As was Maud. Oh yeah, Maud. She was Archie Bunker's cousin or Nor- second cousin. Norman or Lear produced Maud. Oh yeah, produced yeah. all that shit. Yeah. So anyway, Good Time star Jimmy Walker yeah. is currently dating controversial conservative <laughs> commentator 
uh, and Coulter. Yeah. Uh, Lear dropped the unexpected news during an interview on Entertainment Weekly. He says, I love him. That's what he said to Walker. Um, he's a wonderful guy, but I'll tell you something about him that'll astound you. Yeah. He's dating Ann Coulter. And like, I'm, I'm astonished. Yeah. First of all, I haven't thought of Jimmy Walker in a long time. No. Was he a stand-up back in the day? Was that, is that how he got his start? He must have been. You know, I, I, yeah. I remember he was the comic relief on that show, like, though. In those, yeah, because a lot of those shows, it's like, you know, like even Sanford and Son. Like every character on Sanford and Son had like comedy albums that were all the filthy, yeah, filthiest, Page, filthiest uh, fucking shit yeah. you'll ever hear. Like makes fucking Amy Schumer seem like a Mormon, <laughs> you know? Fuck even Grady. Yeah, yeah, some, Grady you know? had a comedy yeah, album. everybody. You know, I, uh, the other day I was walking into Rite Aid. No and, one uh, under 30 has any fucking clue what we're talking about. <laughs> the other day I was walking into Rite Aid yeah. and there was this homeless guy that looked a lot like Grady that was sitting outside. <laughs> and I was like, God, if I had some change, I would just give this to him just because he looks like Grady. Yeah. But then he was just like, hey, man, you got any change? Yeah. And he sounded just yeah. like him. So then I was like, oh, my God, I got to get some change. Yeah. And I'm going to see if he'll record like a bumper for the show. Okay. Like, like you're listening to Sick yeah. and Wrong with sure. Dean Harrison. Yeah. So when I came back out, he was he, dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was in like yeah. an altercation with another homeless guy mm. about, I guess, like a turf war or something. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Maybe one guy claims Rite Aid and there can only be one bum there at any given time. No, the, each there's only one homeless guy per strip mall. Is that what is that, that used to be the rule? And lately it's been people have been croaching on each other's territories and it's very, very tense lately. Oh, Grady was upset, though. I'm with tapped this guy. into this shit. You yeah, know, Grady I got was my, upset. It was a yeah. younger guy. He's like, now you get out of here. And he had his fists up and everything. And I was just like, I'm not going to bother him right now. You just had your fists up like an Irishman from the 1800s. Well, no, you remember, just how, so you know. remember how Fred used to fight? Like, come on. Oh, yeah, that's on. right. Okay. Like, You're right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. It's a good show. It's a great show. So anyway, um, uh, Lear continued. I've sat with uh, Jimmy Walker and Ann Coulter for an entire evening. For an entire evening. He went with his wife. Lear and his wife had dinner with them. Mm. He said that his wife was against meeting Ann Coulter. Right. And then uh, ended up having a change of heart. He, say, he says... I am as serious as I can be. I spent an evening at the same table with them, so, so I know. As we're driving to dinner, I said, Ann Coulter will be at the table. And Lear's wife said, I can't sit at the table with Ann Coulter. Yeah. I will not sit at the table with Ann Coulter. Hmm. Turns out, Ann Coulter, in Lear's, in Lear's opinion here, was a dreamy, delicious, sweet person. Okay. Have you ever been described as a dreamy, delicious, sweet person? Fuck no. No. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a cancer. I've been described as a walking cancer. I could see that. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine though describing Ann Coulter as dreamy, delicious, or sweet. I don't think she's for real, man. I think she just came think, up with a very clever way to make a living. So you think it's just a persona? Yeah, I do. She doesn't. Take, I really do. Do you think she's a woman? Yeah, biologically. Yeah. Mm. Or I mean, she might be like a giant praying mantis in a in a rubber suit. That's well, a possibility as well. I, that's what I was thinking about. Like, yeah. could you imagine having sex with her? Yeah, I've thought about it. You would. Who would you? You would actually have sex with her. I wouldn't. Ah, God, I don't know. Just for the story, you know. I just picture her to have some kind of mm. weird like. <laughs> 
alien type of proboscis that oh, would yeah. come out and you would have to be like penetrated by it. Yeah, there's definitely a, like a Cronenberg situation there. Do you think Jimmy Walker could possibly be in the sunken place and that's how he's dealing with this? Yeah, I think so. You think he's in the sunken place? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. Well, anyway, uh, you said that uh, Coulter's denying it. Yeah, she is denying it. Which She's like, we're just good friends. friends, yeah. Well, rumors of Walker, who's 69 years old, and Coulter, 55, dating are nothing new. In fact, they've been swirling around for years. Yeah. Uh, but Coulter just claims that they're, they're just close friends. I don't know. I mean, for years? I think she just doesn't want to come out and say, like, I'm dating JJ from Good Times. Right. Okay. Do you I think mean, she was a fan of Good Times? I have no idea what that, what that monster, uh, you know... Enjoys. What type of foreplay do you think she's into? That's what I don't understand. It probably involves like a thousand spiders. Whatever kind of foreplay she's, she's into. I bet you yeah. they do weird shit like watch Roots and do like weird slave master shit. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope so. Don't you think so? Yeah. I bet you she probably like wants to like, I'm going to be the plantation owner. Yeah, I mean, the whole point. The Oh, fucking somebody like that is, you know, because I, I feel bad whenever I get drunk and there's like a German girl, I get really drunk and then I'm like, I want you to be the Ilsa queen of the SS. Can you play conver- conversation guard? Conversation guard. Conversation camp guard. Yeah. I want you to do that. So wait, so your inner desires come to the forefront. Yeah, they do. And it's just like this poor fucking girl happens to be German. And you know. she's and she's like you know so young like her probably her her grandparents probably weren't even uh, Nazis yeah no but yeah do they get offended or do they play along they play along but you could tell it's annoying because <laughs> it is annoying it's like, and afterwards I'm embarrassed I'm embarrassed the next day I'm like, every Jesus. time I fuck a Jew yeah. they ask me this of course I mean what like, you come know. on Ilsa do you have like a uniform for her to wear and like a writing crop not yet I'm surprised. Um, well, hopefully they, they, they film a scene that we can watch on Pornhub. I'd like to see that. Right. I'll um, upload it. In other news, this mm-hmm. is big time. This okay. is big. This is big, like breaking news. On no. second round. I just read this before you came over to do the show and I was like, you know what? We have to talk about this. Yeah. I saw, I saw you getting it on your earpiece. Yeah. It came in. It's like from, this just in, yeah, ladies and the, gentlemen. From our producer. Um, what woman walking around naked. In Fresno, California, claims she's a mermaid. Oh. Yeah, listen to this. Okay. A woman identified herself as a mermaid named Joanna after mm-hmm. she was found mostly naked, wet, and walking along a dark road at 3 a.m. in Fresno, California, right by a lake. Isn't that exactly what happened in Splash Dance? I was about to say, this is Wait, like... Wait, was that movie called Splash? Oh, Splash. Called Splash. <laughs> Splash I'm dance. I'm mixing up with Splash, splash dance. Yeah. No, but Splash, though, occurred in, in yeah. like New York, right? Right. Which makes more sense, because don't you think mermaids would live in oceans? There's an ocean right over there. In Fresno? Fresno's inland. Oh, okay. I don't know where. I don't no, know Fresno's California. like inland. It's Central Valley. Yeah. So I guess maybe mermaids can live in lakes. Wait, where did she come out of? A lake? Yeah. It was oh, like a lake, okay, and okay. she was walking around wet, yeah. half naked. And uh, The Rusalka. That's a Russian mermaid. That lures you in, and then once you start making out with her, she pulls you down to your death. Does she live in a lake? Yeah, she lives in okay, a lake. Okay, maybe this one's yeah. a Rusalka. She's probably a Rusalka. Hmm. 
I'd probably fall for that if she was I hot. am Rusalka. Are they Come half here. fish or are they like the? Is the top part fish or the is top, the bottom part the, fish? The top part is 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 all woman, baby. <laughs> okay. And so the, bottom the bottom part is fish. a fish. Yeah. Because <laughs> the yeah the mermaids in Russia are sinister. They'll just they'll just kill you. Yeah, but the cloaca is so tight. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if you, know if you ever experienced one of those, but. Anyway, the young brunette was wearing only a black sports bra and had wet hair when cops found her walking around confused. Mm -hmm. She told cops she was a mermaid who had just been in the water, but Mm -hmm. she answered, I don't know, to most of their questions. Okay. Are mermaids chaotic? Are they they evil? They're chaotic neutral. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm just saying, Uh like, if, if you met one, are they, like, well intentioned? Like, if you meet one, are they gonna attack you? Like, I, these Rusalkas sound like they're evil. They're evil, yeah. And even some of the ones that mean well, they still will drag you to your death because they're just like, yeah, come see my house. And, and you drown. And yeah, just... and you drown to death. But the one in Splash, she fell in love with Tom Hanks. She did. I mean, I think this is a, this is going to be a trend. Like, there's going to be a woman that turns up at Macy's and she's like, I'm a mannequin and I have a love affair with this guy who works here. You know? And they could be the movie Mannequin. Yeah, yeah it's just like different keep reenacting. Yeah, different... it's going to keep happening. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a big fat guy that drops change and looks under women's skirts in Fresno. Who's that? Do you ever you remember that from John Candy? Oh yeah. You know, it was funny because yeah. in that movie Splash, I was a kid yeah. when I saw that because it came out in the '80s, and I remember being like. I never would have thought of that. That is fucking brilliant. Okay. You are a genius, sir. Yeah. You could just drop change and then pretend like you're picking it up and then look under a woman's skirt. You know, my cousin used to date this uh, Nazi and he would carve, he would, with his knife, he would carve swastikas into uh, quarters knowing that some Jewish guy would pick it up and then see the swastika and get sad. <laughs> That is so passive aggressive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah wow, yeah. Because you're not micro aggressive Nazis. Yeah, no, you're not even there to experience the. Uh, no, you're the, not. The pleasure. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, she was wet. Nazi she said mermaid. she had been in the lake. She said she needed help and needed to be taken to the hospital. Hmm. This is Fresno Police. The lady of the lake. They did go through records after fingerprinting her, and Mm. they have no idea who she is. They couldn't come up with her identity. Wasn't this a fucking uh, Darren Aronofsky movie? This exact same thing happened with Paul Giamatti, and he kept her in his bathtub or some shit. That's M. Night Shyla Malam. Oh, okay. Remember? And it was at an apartment complex, and she lived in the water. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was that's a different thing. But right. Close. That was a that was like a a, a good mermaid. That was an evil mermaid. I don't think. Wasn't um, there an evil force after her? I don't know. I didn't see it because I don't see that guy's movies. It's probably Paul Giamatti who wanted to bone her. Yeah, I think that, so. I, yeah, uh, the mystery woman is five foot four, weighs about one hundred fifty pounds. She has webbed toes on both feet. Seriously? Yeah, she has oh. webbed toes on both feet. Oh my. Officials say she could be between 16 and 30 years old and maybe white or maybe Hispanic. Uh, okay. I mean, I have a hard time telling women's ages. What if, how, many, how many women have you met with webbed toes? Okay, not a lot. That's weird. She's a mermaid. She's well, a mer-creature. I'm thinking, I'm a thinking she's a mer-creature. She's, mer-folk. she's merfolk for yeah. sure. Yeah. And she's probably, because she's still wet, like she yeah. didn't fully transform into a human yeah. yet. Huh. You know? Is she looking for King Arthur? What... What? Poseidon? Yeah, why why <laughs> no. is she just walking around now? What did she say? 
she said she she didn't know where she oh, was. Okay. Her name's Joanna. Yeah. And she's a mermaid. Huh. And police are baffled. And they're asking the public for help. But this person, hmm. uh, Karen Renwick, who lives in the area, says, quote, there are some strange things that happen here. We're in the mountains. Mountain folk. I mean, th- this sounds like, like, what was that Eli Roth show that came out? Remember that? Oh, I didn't see it. It was like... Ginger snaps and yeah, it was about werewolves yeah, or whatever. Or something yeah. in this town with all yeah. these like, you know, fairy folk. Hollow Valley or something. Yeah, th- yeah. That's what this sounds like to me. Yeah. Do you think this could be a mermaid? This is like some true blood bullshit. Uh yes, I do. <laughs> I do think it could be a mermaid. <laughs> That's um, what you need in your life. A mermaid? A mermaid. Yeah. To give you purpose. I mean, we do have a pool in my building nobody uses, so yeah, but this is almost a perfect story. It's like yeah. this guy yeah. who just recently went through rehabs, trying to recover, meets yeah. this girl naked, alone, confused about where she's from. Yeah. And she happens to be a mermaid. You yeah. have this secret. You want to return her back to the water. This could be a whole movie. Yeah. she. I got to return her to Atlantis if I can. <laughs> and take the sword from the stone if I have time. That would be, that yeah. would be uh, ideal. Uh-huh. Um, people, uh, this is episode 578 here. That's amazing. I, that's actually amazing. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. It's a good story. I'm very excited. I was very depressed when I came in here. Now I have hope for the fucking world. It's a good story. You know, man. there's mermaids. With webbed toes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people, this is episode 578 here is sick and wrong. Um, we actually have an interview coming up next with the, uh, director of Hell House. That Christian haunted house in uh, Cedar Hill, Texas. His name's Jeremy Donovan, and uh, yeah, he uh, he uh, agreed to speak with us. And this is back. Was this in October or November? When praise be, praise be. Um, Shortly after Halloween, I yeah. Think. You know, I totally forgot that we did this. Right. Because <laughs> well, sometimes we'll do yeah. we'll do interviews. Yeah. And uh, we'll do it at night, interview somebody, or somebody will come on here. But other times we do interviews with like Christian folk like this. Or normal people. Or merfolk. Or merfolk yeah. that can only do the interview at like 7.30 or 8 a.m. Yeah, Because yeah. we're on the West Coast. Oh, right. So Harrison <laughs> will come over here yeah, yeah. at 8 a.m. Right. And we'll do this interview. And so I did That's it. Great. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know what? Let's play it this week because I'm moving. You're a nutcase. Mm-hmm. You know, this would be a, a yeah. good time to play it. Good times. But it's an interesting interview. It's What's about happening? that Christian hell house. Uh, which is performed annually in October by the youth members of the Trinity Church Lovely. in Cedar Hill, Texas. Very nice. Seen by over 10,000 visitors a year come to this. And uh, there's, a, there's actually a documentary called Hell House. came out in 2001 mm-hmm. that shows the organization and planning of the event, including like auditions, construction, scripting, and rehearsals. And it's like, I mean, they, they include some hardcore scenes. Yeah. Like uh, I, I saw a video... Um, where uh, it was like the abortion room and this girl's just shooting blood out of her spread legs while yeah. this like evil doctor who looks surprisingly Semitic actually mm. was sitting there like shoving a wine corkscrew inside of her and like oh, a yeah. vacuum cleaner in the other hand. Yeah. You know, and it's just like blood spraying. That's and how it happens. Then there's like the gay room where it's like hmm. this like gay couple one of them's dying of AIDS and he's just yeah. disintegrating and just looks like this like <laughs> demon yeah you know, zombie demon it's no it's horrifying okay and but every room is Christian themed I'd love to go to that I, I really yeah. want to check it out when he's do days. they have any where we are probably not yeah I bet you they probably have a hell house where mm. that mermaid was discovered okay. like somewhere in the central valley yeah yeah you know we should check it out 
Hmm. Anyway, so coming up next, we have an interview with Jeremy Donovan from uh, Hell House. People, you should go check out the documentary, uh, Hell House. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. Um, after that, we have some phone calls, too. So, But first, uh, here's a word from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. This is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. This is uh, D. Simon calling you. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I also got uh, my co-host, Harrison, on the line as well. Hey, Jeremy. How are you? Awesome. Hey. Uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with us. I understand it's like the busy time of year for you guys. <laughs> One of them, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Hell House. Uh, got to say I love the uh, documentary. It's kind of the... It's kind of where I first learned, yes. learned about Hell House. Is it, um, it's a Christian alternative to a standard ha- mm-hmm. haunted house. How is it an alternative? Um, it's an alternative just because um, it's, it's something that we do. The documentary was actually filmed so many years ago, and so it's, it's changed quite a bit since then. Um, but it's basically a journey through real-life experiences, and um, we are Christians, so at the end of those experiences, we give the opportunity um, for the love of Jesus uh, and just a presentation of the gospel. So um, unlike regular haunted houses, at the end there's a presentation of the gospel, and um, we, don't, we don't do too much like too many things that are, that are unreal. We try to um, have real life experiences and what I mean by that I guess a real haunted house you would go through and just simply get scared this is actually more of a play production type thing mm. which is still similar to the documentary if you if you saw it so yeah so so you guys don't have like Freddy Krueger or Jason no, running no. after you or anything like that instead you have like no. Jesus or Moses uh, <laughs> no I mean we do have at the end uh, for the presentation of the gospel we do have um, a reenactment of of the crucifixion um, because what we believe is that you know Jesus died for our sins and so basically it, that's what it is there's there's all these real life um, that we've actually taken from stories that real life circumstances and basically at the end we say you know no matter what you go through or what you've been through you know we believe that that Jesus is the answer um, that can change your life. So. You know, there's actually a, a, a there's, there's actually an apocryphal medieval uh, text. I forget what it is. The Catholic Church used to believe that any, anyone born before Christ was was in hell, uh, and Jesus actually like goes down into hell to get Moses and like maybe like two other oh, guys out or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't do much of that. We actually we used to have a heaven um but it's just it's hard to depict those type of things so you know people do pay to get scared um so we do have three or four rooms that are that are hell i wouldn't say they're 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 biblically foundational Mm -hmm. (laughs) completely i mean it's it's um you know there's there's a maze and some other things and you know everybody has their arguments on what hell actually is right because in the scripture it's just lake of fire there's it doesn't really go into detail you know? right, right. So what are there yeah, any particular so, de- are there any particular depictions of hell um, either in religious texts or literature that that you base it on? 
Um, the big one that, that you know, we, we've based it on this year is just the loneliness of it. Ah. Um, and so um, this year it's it's a girl that's that's alone in hell and she's screaming. And then um, we go into some scare factor things. Because like I said, people do, they do pay to get scared. So there's some scare factor things. Once they go through the maze part of it, um, they, they walk into uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. And then it's end, ended with, with the cross. Um, after that, they walk into a room where we have um, somebody that presents the gospel to them. That basically, my goal as the director is, is that people understand that no matter what they've been through, uh, no matter who they are, Jesus loves them. Hmm. So, is the goal of it to uh, to achieve salvation at the end? I noticed also there's in the in the documentary they had a room called the decision room. So after everyone went right, through it, correct. they could either achieve salvation or recommitment. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, I wouldn't call it a goal. There's an opportunity for that if if somebody wants that. Um, it's not something we, you know, I don't feel like it's my job to push people into my belief, if that makes sense. Um, we've had people that, that just come through and ask to talk to somebody, uh, and, and we'll offer that as well. Um, do I believe Jesus is the way? Absolutely. Um, do I love everybody like Jesus would? Absolutely. So, so if if you don't want to believe what I believe, that's okay. We still want to help you and, and show you love. So, so how long has uh, Hell House uh, been in operation? Uh, it's been in operation twenty six years. I've been over wow. it for the last five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many people are involved? Uh, we've about average uh, on a nightly basis about two hundred and fifty volunteers, um, and then on average about ten thousand people come through every year. Mm-hmm. Are there other uh, Christian themed haunted houses in Texas, or do you know of any others? Um, there used to be one in Temple, Texas. I know there are some nationally. Uh, there's there's a one that's actually bigger than us called the Nightmare, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a few that do hell houses. Um, you know, there's some that are way different than us, and so it's it's definitely not a franchise. <laughs> so we always we always ask that people you know don't judge us on on other people's mm. um, prediction of it. So. so you guys have different themes every year. So this, this year it's the loneliness of hell. What were some of the other themes you've had? Um, this year, um, I mean, there's, there's that. Each, what it is is, like I said, it's a journey through different life circumstances. So the big things are the, the, um, the, the rooms that we choose. This year we, they walk through uh, abortion into a drunk driving, into, um, into racism, uh, into sex trafficking, and then into um, a family violence scene. So those are the those are the themes we have this year. I, I recall from the documentary, um, which came out in actually 2002, so it has been a few years. Um, it yeah. featured a like, kind of a horrifying scene where a girl is just spewing vats of blood from her yeah. vagina after <laughs> yeah. an abortion. Yeah, yeah it's, it sounds a bit egregious. Do you, do you think the message hits home, or visitors just kind of entertained for the shock um, value? You know, we've actually changed the message from that. Um, we, it's not a bloody scene anymore. Uh, like I said, I, I want to have a real-life depiction of what it is. So what we want people to question these days is is basically, um, you know, 
we believe that that the that the baby is a life and so we want people to to understand that and so um a big thing that we ask is and the depiction that we've made the last few years is basically a mother uh questioning what it would have been like if she would have kept her baby and mm-hmm. so um so yeah it's not a bloody scene anymore um you know and and there's there's people that disagree with us on abortion i am i am pro life um you know, and I'm thankful for that. I was actually a teen father, and I, you know, I'm thankful that the girl and I made the choice to keep the baby and choose adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not everybody chooses that. We've actually had three people come through this year that have come to the prayer room, and, and um, they have chosen abortion, and it's given them an opportunity to talk about that um, and how they feel about it and where they are. Uh, you know, and so, and so that's that's what it is. We just we want to give the opportunity uh drunk driving i think whether you're christian or not you can agree don't do it and yeah, so we, we um, don't support that either yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so that's not a hard argument and same with uh sex trafficking i mean it's something that that um you also shouldn't you know, be doing sex trafficking thing. you know no. it's right. not something you should be right doing. <laughs> it's not something you want to do but it's more on the it's other not side a polarizing of issue getting yeah. kids guys and girls to question who do I talk to on the internet? What do I? What are the choices I make mm. online? Um, is more of what we we have. So racism was the one I was most scared of, um, but but you know we we are against racism. It's a big stance we've made as a church that that we believe you know in the human race, and so um, and we believe it's as far as the devil's concerned, it's one of the biggest divisions he's trying to make in our country and world. So. Um, it's something we're standing against. Yeah, that, that's great. So, I mean, that's a very positive message. Yeah. I know in the past, in previous iterations of uh, Hell House, there's been room and there's been a room in which gay gay people died of AIDS. Um, do you mm-hmm. guys still do that? No, sir. No, I've. Um, you know, do I believe in heterosexual marriage? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, gay people that I'm close to and love very much. Um, you know, I, I don't believe we have to agree on everything to, to love each other, mm. if that makes sense. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I want it to be real life and have people died of AIDS. Yes. And heterosexual people too. And so I don't want to put some kind of fear thing into people that, Hey, if you're gay, you're going to die of AIDS. Cause that's just not true. And so, um, so we've taken that away. It's just next the AIDS room. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> do, do you have a lot of non-Christians that come through, uh, come through Hell House? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we even have um, a lot of non-Christian uh, journalists that come through. I spent all, there's a great article that came out of uh, Switzerland last year from uh, an atheist friend of mine that wrote, that spent the whole month with us. Oh. And so... Um, so we're, we're always open to, to whoever, the majority is youth groups and stuff, but we have a lot of local people, non-Christians, even people that, that, you know, they, they made up their mind, they're going to hate us before they come through. And, and hopefully by the end they don't. (laughs) So, yeah, I I think as soon as I hit the prayer room, I'd be like, you know, this was a good time. I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and in all reality, my goal is whether you believe in Jesus or not, uh, by the end you, it makes you think on life's situations and choices, you know, and, and even there's a lot of people who come through, they're like, man, I don't believe in Jesus. But, um, you know, and that's what my atheist friend from, from Switzerland said, that wrote the article. He said, I don't believe in Jesus, but, but you've really made me think. And, and I appreciate, you know, what, what you're, the message you're coming across with. Yeah. So, 
Did you, did you guys actually put him to work? Did you give him like a devil outfit or something? Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't want one. I offered it to him. Um, no, he didn't want one. He just really wanted to follow around and shadow people. And okay. so we allowed that. Yeah, yeah. Are there any, uh, you know, deceased uh, famous figures that are that are in the, the haunted house that people like would recognize? Not the haunted house. The hell house that people would recognize? Uh, no, there's no, we, like I said, we just, we keep the real life situations. Um, yeah. so there's no deceased famous people. I'm a, I'm a real big, you know, as a pastor, I always tell people, I think we're going to be really surprised by who we see in heaven because I know Jesus really loves people. There'll probably be some angry Christians that can't believe who's up there, you know? And right. so, <laughs> so it's not my, it's not my judgment of where famous people or anybody, um, spends eternity. That's, that's between them and God. Hmm. So. I mean, like if the admission standards are equal to that of, say, the University of Phoenix, people would be what? like, what the heck? Right. What's that? I'm sorry. Oh, I said if if uh, the admission standards for heaven were equal to, say, that of the University of Phoenix, it would raise some eyebrows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, but I definitely I definitely jump on the side of grace. Hmm. Um, so. So that's, you know, I, I believe in grace. I'm, you know, my story even is um, I've done a lot of bad things. I was a drug addict, teen father, um, and, and made a lot of bad choices in my life. And, and I really believe I had hell on earth when I was in drug addiction. And, you know, and, and Jesus saved me. And when I chose Jesus, you know, today I'm a good father. Um, I'm clean. And I, I help other people. And so if, if I'm allowed to be in heaven... <laughs> There's a lot of people that uh, I think will be as well. Hmm. How would you respond to the people that use that argument like, uh, well, all the most interesting people are probably in hell? <laughs> the best Again, music. Yeah, the best music. I, I listen, believe it or not, I listen to secular music. I love, <laughs> I love 80s and 70s and 80s rock. And, and I think 90s is the greatest. So, um Again, I, I don't think it's our it's our place to judge, you know. Um, yeah, I had a family member just last year that um, died of a heroin overdose. Addiction's real strong in my family. Mm. And somebody approached me and said, do you think he's in hell? And I said, I, I really, I don't. I pray that he's in heaven. Um, you know, I believe in grace, and I believe that, that he did know Jesus, even though he struggled with an awful addiction. So, mm. It's a positive attitude. So, what is mm -hmm. uh, one of the, uh, the the worst things that's ever happened during your shows? Have you ever had anyone like get so frightened that they had a heart attack or seizure, defecated themselves? No, we've like had that? people have panic attacks. Um, there's there's been people that've been panic panic attacks and stuff. We before they go in, we we offer them the opportunity of an exit in every room, uh, which again is is why you can't be too biblically founded because there's an exit in hell. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so you can get out if you want to. <laughs> huge exit sign, yeah. So uh, we, we offer the opportunity for people to leave at any moment. Um, and so we've had some panic attacks, some people that just, you know, when they see the situations that they've lived through it. Uh, family violence is one of the bigger ones. We, we see a lot of people, sadly, that have dealt with domestic violence. And so mm -hmm. in that scene, they, they really break down and ask to be removed. But uh, we gladly remove people at any moment that they need. So. so do you get a lot of people that come through Hell House uh, just because they've seen the documentary? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people that have, and, and some of them are shocked by, 
by the changes that have happened through the years, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, some still don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the people that see the documentary and come through are people that want to be critics for sure. You know, Jeremy, I I could tell you the worst case scenario because in high school, I worked at a haunted labyrinth in like the parking lot of a department store and Uh, uh, I was the mad scientist and I got maced by teenagers. Oh my word. Yeah, that is, that's the worst case scenario. That is not fun. No, that's the worst case scenario. We, we do try to, um, you know, there are boundaries between most of the actors and the people. Um, and so it's it's not too much of a close-up experience. And we also have metal detectors uh, mm. just to be sure that, uh, you know, everybody's safe. Yeah, so, that's a good yeah, idea. But, yeah, that would not be fun. So yeah. uh, I definitely want to check it out. Do you guys run it all year or is it just during uh, the month of October? Yeah, just October, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, my marriage would end if I did it all year round. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for sure, we'd love to have you guys come out any time. Uh, it would be a, it'd be an honor. We'll have to check it out. So you, people can learn more about Hell House at your guys' website. Is it darkrailhellhouse.com? Yeah, uh, we actually changed it because I thought that was an awful URL. So it's actually just hellhousetrinity.com. Hellhousetrinity.com. And are you guys on Facebook? Yes. Yes, we are. And it's at hellhousetrinity, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and we're we're on all social media. Okay, great. Uh, oh, and is there a limbo? Yeah. Also, I wanted. I, I'm sorry, I forgot. I wanted to ask you that. Is there a limbo? Question here. Is there a limbo? A limbo. A purgatory. Yes. Oh no, there's not. Okay. No, uh, okay. Yeah. I would make like the I, waiting room. Up, you know, my, my like while you're in Catholic, line. So I know you know? what you're saying, but uh, my family's Irish Catholic, so I understand what you're saying. But ah. you know, us as evangelicals, we don't believe in that. So. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well, Jeremy, thanks for uh, thanks for chatting with us. And uh, yeah, people definitely go check out um, hellhousetrinity.com. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I hope you have a blessed day. All right. Good luck with the, with the rest of the season. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you. See ya. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle. I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Lugaric's disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, I am now a new man. Thanks. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Three two three five two two four zero three two is that number. Um, we got a couple. We got some good ones this week. Actually, the first call is an update from the epic farter. Yeah. He calls back and he answers some of the questions we had from his previous call. Okay. Ah, Dean Harrison, it's the epic farter here. Just thought I'd give you a buzz back and uh, fill you in on uh, a bit of detail about me. Um, as soon as why, you... do, why do half of our callers sound like Batman villains when they call in? 
Epic Fata here. Some of the English guys do, though. I I, I don't know what I've hidden seven farts around Gotham City. (laughs) Can you find them all in time? (laughs) But but it's like, I don't know what region of of, uh, the UK this is, but his accent definitely sounds like a a Batman villain. He's in Oxfordshire. Oh, is that where he is? Yeah, he works at Oxford. Yeah. Oh, okay. Asking, uh, yes, I know it's shocking, but I am married. Been married for over ten years. Okay. Um, my long-suffering wife knew about my farts from the beginning. Um, I do spend quite a lot of time out the back door, and I didn't mean that in a sexual sense, Harrison. Um, no, I, I, I've got my own workshop at home. You did think you meant sexually, because you kind of had this look on your face, like I spent some time in the back door myself. Yeah, of course. That yeah. that is kind of weird. So when they're dating, he must have ripped some major farts. Yeah, and she probably just didn't give a shit. Well, well, yeah, I mean, it must be like a lot of Dutch of it. Like I guess Dutch. I've never done it. You know, I guess you do it maybe once, and it's kind of funny. I yeah, would but imagine. did you do it on purpose? Like pull the covers over her head? No, I've, like, I've never done it. No, I've never done that yeah, either. Yeah. yeah, but I guess you could. You you maybe get one of those. You can do. I get the impression he tries to do it all the time. Thinks it's... I what what I don't like about it in a relationship. I don't mind if my girlfriend farts in front of me. I just hate when it becomes a performance. Yeah, like it's like you know if if I'm sitting there you know laying on the couch watching TV and she like comes by and just kind of like grabs my head and shoves it in her ass and rips a fart. Yeah. That would be a turnoff to me. Okay. So yeah. I don't know if Epic Farter performs epically for his wife. Right. But maybe she likes him. Maybe is it part of it. his one-man show? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Flatulence. My own little business, uh, turning suitcases into sound systems. Um, case volume, I'm called. Uh, I know there's a load of guys in the States that do that. Um, but I do it from home in the UK and uh, have a... He turns suitcases into sound systems? Yeah. How and why? I don't know. I guess so you can... Is this a DJ thing? It must be. It must be some kind of weird... you just put speakers in a suitcase? Some people never got over the prodigy. Yeah, in England, they're still into prodigy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, are they just... Are these like suitcases? I got the voodoo! Oh no, I got the poison! Yeah. It's a fire starter. Yeah. Are are these suitcases with wheels that you wheel about, then you open up and it's just a big speaker? Weird in here. Yeah, rock it out with, yeah, I guess so. So what, you can bust out your turntables at any time Uh with your suitcase speakers? Yeah. And start playing Born Slippy or whatever. That's a bizarre cottage industry. Okay, yeah. But it's a fun little, sounds like a fun thing to tinker with and whatnot fun in there but that's probably where i do most of my farting at home to be fair um as for content um it's normally from eating things that i'm slightly allergic to so bread that'll bring me on uh i drink quite a lot of cider um a little bit of ale uh, not much ale because that's probably the worst um i find that for the best consistency you need something meaty like um faggots or i'm uh, sorry Wait. I'm sorry. What? Wait. All right. I'm. I'm actually very confused now. Is this some thought, kind of ogre that eats gay men? No, I thought like a British cannibal? people referred to cigarettes. Cigarettes. As faggots. He eats. Are they or fags? kebabs? Maybe they're kebab. 
Kebabs but wait, too. is there a new definition? I don't or know. An alternate definition of faggot? But, uh, but, I didn't know. But I mean, the term okay, the term faggot comes from like a burning. Well, thing no, it's of a wood. bundle of sticks. Right? Yeah, it's a bundle of yeah. sticks. So maybe. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I am I am reeling in confusion. Okay, yeah. I mean, I know when, yeah. when English people are like, hey, can I bum a fag? Or can right. I butt fuck your fag? Yeah. You know, and they want to light up your cigarette. I I was confused by that. And then I've heard people say, well, actually, a fag, it's a bundle of sticks. I understand that. How many more meanings are there for that word? I mean, this could be like a sawny bean cannibal kind of situation. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I had a McDonald's yesterday. That was pretty rancid. Um, they serve them at McDonald's. <laughs> what doesn't make you fart? I want to know what kind of food you can eat that does not give you gas. Yeah, yeah. I never trusted that clown. Thank God they don't have Taco Bells over there. I feel I yeah. would feel for his wife. God I would, damn. They, she should get a divorce if they get a Taco Bell in his, okay. na- in his neighborhood. Yeah. But yeah, things like that bring me on, and because I do a lot of this fishing malarkey, I do a lot of cooking on the uh, lake bank, so I do a lot of meaty stuff, and yeah, that's pretty bad as well. Luckily, uh, I'm sleeping outside, so I'm not going to kill anyone. He's some kind of monster from a fairy tale or something. Yeah, that, I mean, this yeah. yeah, this is bizarre. This is bizarre. He's some kind of weird sea creature. Yeah. I don't know. It's a theme. Everything gives him gas. Right. He sleeps on the banks of a lake <laughs> and eats fish. He's the fart creature from the Blue Lagoon. I don't know what he is. Yeah, he's the he's the fucking uh, creature from Tusk. <laughs> At the end of Tusk, just eating fish, eat, getting buying like faggots. Half walrus, at the, half man. Yeah, buying faggots at the McDonald's drive-through. I don't know. You could I, do that now. I don't know. Something. I don't know. Okay. Um. But yeah, I'm an average run-of-the-mill, working-class, British man, married with two kids. Uh, My father was a farter, my mother's a farter. Uh, She's one of them sort of people that when she walks up the stairs, she keeps... I'm just your average uh, working-class, cannibalistic (laughs) merman from the moon. That farts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he was saying his mother would just rip farts running upstairs? Yeah. This is like uh, the, the clumps. You know? <laughs> is that what that's called? Yeah. No, like, remember Eddie Murphy? Where it's like, oh, Eddie, wait, yeah, starring yeah. Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> he plays every character in the movie. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was just them fucking fat people farting at a table. This is what the whole thing was. All right. Which is hilarious, and my dad will sit there and lift his leg up and drop one. So yeah, we're we're we sort of a family of farters, really. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd fill you in with that information. It was nice to hear Harrison's bio, Dad. Nice to hear a fellow Brit on there. He sounded like a good laugh. Um, and a fellow uh, Oxfordshireian. Oh yeah, he lives yeah. in Oxfordshire. He's from the yeah. But is he a farter? No. <laughs> But yeah, I'll keep you informed. Uh, I'm going fishing today for a couple of days, so if there's any shit stories to fill you in on, I'll let you know. I think we're having a curry delivered to the lake tonight. So yeah, there should be a little bit of uh, japery. I hope it's not like ice fishing, you know? I don't, I don't know. even know if they even have ice fishing in England. Do you think he? Do you think he like? And you're in that hut with just one person, and then you just somebody and he's farts. Just farting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think he just puts his ass in the water, farts, and just fish just float up? Yeah, I think so. I think so. (laughs) 
Nice to hear you on the podcast again. Nice to engage with you. It's really good that I can do it over the water, and uh, my friends found it absolutely hilarious. Um, Introducing so yeah, new keep people. Keep up the good work, guys. Um, again, I, I just love listening to it. I'm listening to it now on the way to the lake, um, and I'll probably listen to uh, uh, the rest of it later. But you take care of yourselves, and uh, yeah, tap me up if you come over. I mean, it would be good to meet up with you. Um, and I'll try and keep the farting to a minimum. Take care, boys. Take it sleazy. Bye-bye. Definitely not going to give that guy any ale, apparently. Jesus Christ. That just raised a lot more questions than it answered. I know, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> confused, too. I don't, I don't even know. Um, you know, he does, he does bring up an interesting point, though. I think it's really funny when you like meet a farting family. Yeah. You know, it's like you grow up in your family. Of course, you're going to hear your mom fart. Of course, you're going to hear your dad fart. Not all families make a production of farting. The yeah. rabbi used to think it's really funny. He used to rip a fart every now and then. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of funny. My mom, my mom would, but just not even on purpose. It would just come out. Yeah, you know, like she'd just be walking down an aisle in the supermarket. Just mm-hmm. this loud fart would just rip, and she yeah. just not even. It was just normal. It yeah. was like you know, almost like almost primal, like and you know, like animals do at the zoo or something. Yeah, just like I release gas. That's what I did. But, like, my dad would be like, oh, I farted, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Like, he'd laugh about it. But what I always thought was funny, it's like when you go and you spend the night at your friend's house or you hang out with your friends, and then it's like their family farts, and you're just like, God, this, that's weird. I just heard your mom fart. Yeah. Like, that is, is weird yeah. to me. You ever do? You ever light them on fire, like when you're at a friend's house? <laughs> Everyone's lit a fart okay. on fire. Sure, yeah. yeah. I guess so. Although uh, you always hear that horror story, like it used to be in the back of my mind, that you light a fart on fire and it just like the fire goes in your colon, just burns your rectum. I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that happens. Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, everyone's eating a faggot by the side of a yeah. lake. <laughs> so we've all done it. Yeah. All right. Um, second call we got here is an is an older one. Uh, a few weeks ago, this came from the the guy that lives in Tokyo. Yeah, and he called in about uh about Tokyo. Try that again. A little fucked up. It's the drunk dial line. It's uh Adam calling from uh, Tokyo again. Uh, yeah, thanks for airing my shit again. I always get a little chubby when that happens. Uh. Hmm. Anyways, well, I got some notes. The, pod, guys. <laughs> the last issue, issue the last uh, episode, was kind of a train wreck at the start, man. What was going on with your emo friend talk, breaking down why he goes to prostitutes or whatever? Yeah. Mm. Kind of- did you hear? Did you listen to that one? I think it was the first week you went to rehab. I don't think so. I had uh, my friend Sergi yeah. and uh, my friend Rusty, who who I work with, that goes to prostitutes. I think I just scrubbed through it to see if there's any mention of me. That's essentially all I'm interested in. Yeah. Such a narcissist. Yeah. Um, It took this really weird emotional turn that I was trying to, like, steer away from. Hmm. But Sergi kept asking him about, like, what's your motivation for going to prostitutes? Why Hmm. would you do that? And it, like, got really serious. And then he opened up and it became, like, this Dr. Phillip. (laughs) It was just like, yeah. Like, it it did. It was a train wreck. I agree. Huh. All right. I'm a drag, but. Uh, guitar, the guy from Samayam, he never actually mentioned what instrument he plays. He's a guitarist. Maybe he did. But uh, he was super cool, so I really like the stuff he said about Tokyo. He, you know, he had a good experience of being here. And of course, he's a rock star, so he, I mean, if anyone's going to find opium-infused alcohol, it's going to be him, right? Um, but I did miss Harrison, and the best thing was hearing his voice come from the, uh, 
the rehab. Actually, that was the best part of your fucking train wreck of an episode. Uh, but to answer some questions, I'm not from the States. I'm from Canada, but uh, yeah, I've lived here for fucking ever, man. I came over here. It's a long story. I'm not going to get into you, but I over a long time ago. I do teach sometimes, but I do a whole bunch of other shit. Um, and, you know, I mean, to me, it's not that expensive. When you're talking about it being expensive, like, uh, I mean, a beer I can get on. I go to all you could drink places for 25 bucks for two hours, man. Like, I mean, Holy alcohol shit. is cheap as fuck. And for me, that's a huge part of my budget. Uh, my... Did you notice that when you were over there? You could go to a place for 25 bucks, all you could drink? No, I didn't notice that. That would never, that could never happen in the U.S. or the U.K. Hmm. Or Germany. It's yeah. like, yeah, all you can drink, 25 bucks. That puts you out of business. Maybe in, you so. actually, maybe in Japan, it probably does work. I mean, you know? Japanese people drink a lot. In they Tokyo, do, but you know? there's a lot of, I've, you know, I've known a yeah. lot of Asian people that have that, like, intolerant, alcohol intolerance right. gene. yeah. You know, it's like you have a few drinks, I'm wasted. Yeah. Like two drinks, you know, so maybe yeah. maybe there you can do the all-you-can-drink I've heard that deals. Asian, that intolerance thing, but every Asian person I've ever known drinks a ton. So I've never seen I, any... I work with a lot of Asian okay. people that barely drink. Okay. And if they do, mm. one, maybe one beer, mm. one glass of wine, or they're just like... Like my, uh, this coworker of mine was just like, he says he gets red, like his face gets flushed okay. if he drinks like, and he's like, and all of a sudden I feel really wasted and I'm like, oh, I that's, see. that's weird. I, yeah. I don't get it. I, huh. I mean, I guess there's white people that are alcohol intolerant too. Every, yeah. You know, there are lots of people. I but, mean, we all look like piglets, you know, we're yeah. all the color of piglets. So I don't doubt that. Don't throw stones and whatever. Rent is, you know, reasonable. I mean, I don't think it's bad compared to America. I'm from Vancouver and fuck Vancouver is ridiculous. So, um, vending machines with panties exist. That's true. Uh, racism, yeah, fucking hell, man. Of course, there's racist old men, and you know, like what kind of old guy is gonna grab your beautiful Swedish model's butt is also gonna say like, fuck you, or curse me out under his breath, or some shit like that sometimes. But there's an old generation, and we got the same problem worldwide, right? You got racism. He says beautiful Swedish model like he ordered one on Amazon Prime <laughs> or something. I think he got one out of a vending machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in North America too you got these fucking old scummy generation it's just I don't know they're just yeah, we have a president like young like people that. are cool and so you know I'm not that young myself but I see the young generation as being kind of hopeful and very artistic and cool here so yeah it's all great until they spray sarin gas in the subways because <laughs> they play too many fucking computer games you know yeah I love living here actually uh you know, as much as there's a bunch of racists, I think you you're, you got a racist president, man, so you can't say much, right? <laughs> anyway, hopefully that's under three minutes. Uh, Gaijin Hanzai, out, peace. Okay. You threw out a little Japanese at the end of that. Yeah. Hmm. Aum Shinrikyo! You know, I want to know, you know, I, I got to go to Japan. We should make a Japan, like, podcast tour or something. We should. I'd like to... Uh, yeah, when I went there, I wasn't under the best circumstances, and also, it's like, it's yeah, so big. You're with your sugar mama. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, There's it's tents. like we have two fans that live there that we know of. We do. Uh, there might be more. And it would be kind of cool to go there and uh, check it out. And then it we would could be. E we could even invite other podcast fans. Right. Say, hey, we're going to Japan. Let's all meet up. and Group vacation. Let's get drunk for yeah. $25 Let's get for a two hours. Let's get a travel agent. I can drink a mm. lot in two hours. Okay. I want to know, uh, Tokyo guy, 
Um, how many Yakuza bars do you hang out at? Or can you tell if you're in a Yakuza bar? Because my, my if they're if they're parked outside with the special license plates, that's yeah. But how tell. do you know when you walk in one? Like I noticed uh, my new neighborhood. So uh-huh. I'm living in Koreatown now. Yeah. And so just up the street, I was driving there last night, dropping some shit off at the new pad. And I was driving up, and I was like looking over. I'm like, is that a bar? It's very weird. And it's like it has some Korean characters on it. And it's just called Secrets. Okay. And it was open yeah. at like, I don't know, it was like your after two. It was like probably 2.15. Mm. Secrets. What do you think happens in Secrets? It didn't look like a rub and tug. No. It looked like a restaurant or a bar. Maybe it's an after hours. It could be. Yeah. Like one of these, do you, and do you think like a round eye like myself could just walk into, you know, a one of these places and be like, hello, guys. Uh, how's it going? You give it a shot. <laughs> you know I'm gonna call you up we'll, yeah. we'll check it out alright you can be my sober companion I will alright um, thank you Tokyo Caller for calling in I always like hearing from that guy uh, we have one more call and this is a thought experiment actually and it's been a while since we've we've had a thought experiment oh yeah um, but uh, yeah this is a kind of a terrible one actually alright so let's play it what's up Come it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, I think he was saying it's like because the uh, the emotional trauma. It's like you just ate your father's come or you mm. ate your best friend's come, right? You know, which which would be worse. I mean, you probably got to choose the friend because, or else if you don't choose the friend, you know, this 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 dude, this creature, uh, will just pop out of a time machine with a vial of your father's cum that he's just harvested from like 2005 or something. Which is really weird. Like I yeah. wonder if he like went back in time just to give my father a yeah. hand job to make me deal with this now. Right, yeah. 
So wait, is there is that is that done? Or is there more? And he didn't get like Facebook stock or something, you know. <laughs> You'd think he'd also do that, but no. He's just having get, a rabbi jerk off. Get the sports almanac. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so D Simon, do you let these ten thousand people die from the fucking terrible I don't know, fucking chemical bomb? Or do you eat the rabbis come? Or your fu- or your best friends come. Let me know, you fucking little bitch. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, all day long. Okay. Fuck them. Let them die. Yeah. All right. There's already too many people in this world anyway. It is, there are a lot of people. Yeah, but yeah. There, there are a lot of people. Yeah. And so 10,000 less people, it's like, eh. Makes the world a little bit better place. Yeah. How many of those people right. might be sick fucks who think about making other people yeah. eat their cum? Right. And then we'll travel back in time to jerk off rabbis so they can bring the cum back in the future to force, you know, a podcaster to yeah. eat the cum or they'll kill people. So maybe by me letting all these people die. I feel like this would accidentally create a golem somehow. <laughs> you know? What, inside of me? Or yeah, just... uh, uh, yeah. You know? I guess maybe a if, rabbi, I, if I ate yeah. my rabbi. Because you can make cum. a homunculus with semen and feces. If you ferment it properly. I suppose you could. So if you have a rabbi's cum, I'm assuming you could make a golem with it. Hmm. I mean, I'm no scientist, but... You know, you know it's interesting. My best friend died, too. So that means this guy's got to travel in time to go get harvest cum from two dead people. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to eat any of their cum, but I also wouldn't want to let people die. So hmm. I guess... I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would, I, I really wouldn't want my dad's cum. But the thing is, if I ate my dad's cum, my dad's not going to live as long as my best mm. friend. So that means I wouldn't mm. have to think about like I ate your cum, you know. And that verse, and I'd have to, you know, see my best friend for a long time. My dad would eventually die. But then my best friend would never let me live it down. He'd be like, dude, you totally ate your dad's cum. Right. He'd bring it up all the time. Yeah. So I think in the end, I'd probably just be like, fuck it, let these people die. Okay. Yeah, what, what about you? Yeah, I, I think I'd save the people. I think I'd choose the... Um, Father or best friend? Best friend. Best friend. You know, because that'd be weird. And I, I don't feel like my best friend would ever bring it up again. I think... You he, don't think he would bring it up? No, I, don't, I think it would be both forget it and happily... You know, I guess maybe no one wants to have that conversation again, even if it's <laughs> even if it's japery. But I, you know, I think the rabbi would be like, because my my father mm. was a humanitarian. My father would be like, "You need to save these people. Let me jerk off in your mouth." Like, I mean, he would do it. He would be like, "You should eat my cum if if that's what." That it I feel like that could take a toll psychologically. Yeah, knowing you ate, you you know. But I would wonder also whose cum would taste better. Yeah, I feel like it would also cause a a time anomaly somehow. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the end you're right. It probably and somehow be... you end up becoming like your own grandfather or something. It I don't probably know. in the it end it would weird. be best to like eat your best friend's cum. I'm yeah. assuming. Okay. I'm yeah. assuming that would probably be the best. That's to, the best to way to go. This. If you yeah. choose to save these people mm. who might later on end up imprisoning other yeah. people and then forcing someone else to go eat cum. Yeah. So you never know. I feel like this entire call was just an excuse to get you thinking about your dead loved ones and make you sad. 
or because this guy the, doesn't seem to like you very much. Or maybe this whole co- yeah, that yeah. there's a good chance of yeah. that too. Okay, and, and it it does bother me. Yeah, but maybe he wants me to like sit here and contemplate eating my father's cum. Right, which I don't typically think about. You know. Anyway, uh, thank you for that terrible thought experiment that has now left me with a profound depression. Okay. Uh, I like that. And I'm sure he's going to be, like, quite satisfied with the thought of me, like, in fetal position, crying myself to sleep tonight. Yeah. Um, But, hey, Mm. you know, at least I didn't have to eat my dad's cum. Uh, People call the Signal Hotline, 323-522-4032. We have... We have time for one email that we got here to stickaroundpodcast.com. All right. Uh, this comes from Lady Posh Flaps in England. She goes, Hello, Dee. Thank you for your marvelous reply to my terribly important question about sucking cocks while wearing invisible braces. Hmm. My question today is for your female listeners. Do you wank while menstruating? I always end up looking like Carrie or gushing like the lip scene from The Shining at the end of my Crimson Wankathons. So glad Harrison is back, and I would just love to devour Steel. Where is he? <clears throat> okay. That, that's, that's, that, I've never heard a woman ever say she would love to devour Steel. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that's an interesting thing. I never really thought about that. Do, do women usually tend to masturbate during their period? I have noticed... Just empirically, with research, I, I have noticed that it it is harder to make a woman come if she's menstruating. I guess, although I've yeah. I've also noticed that a lot of women say it relieves the pain to have an orgasm. Okay, so maybe. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's but can't you just shove a tampon up there and just masturbate? It's clitoral. I guess simulation. you could. You know, it just depends. But does she just want to have the blood flowing free? Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we have any female listeners left, uh, why don't why don't you weigh in on this? Give us a yeah. call three two three five two two four zero three two. Do you masturbate while you're menstruating? We'd like to know if we have any female listeners left without web feet. Without web feet, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, okay. uh, we got to get out of here. People listen to the show. iTunes best way to listen. Uh, just subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Um, really does help us out. Mm. And it's free and easy and cheap. Um, let's go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong. Also, uh, we do have Sick and Wrong merch available at the Cafe Press store. Uh, SickandWrongPodcast.com slash store. Click on the Cafe Press link and uh, buy some Sick and Wrong merch. Um, you were in the merch booth putting on makeup. What song is that? <laughs> it's uh, Desperate Guys. I don't know if I know that. I, I forget who sang it. But, but that, 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 it was a, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. line sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, Sick Wrong Song of the Week is not Desperate Guys. Uh, yeah. It's actually uh, another news item. Harrison, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. and I don't want to like blow your mind. My mind's already been blown a few times tonight. But this is like even more mind-blowing yeah. than The Mermaid. Okay. Did you know? Barry Manilow is gay. I did read that, yes. He came out today. It was. I was amazed. I was astounded. Who would have thought yeah. Barry Manilow is a homosexual? It's amazing. Had no idea. No. You know, it's like Liberace coming out and being like, gay. Yeah. You know? 
No one would have known. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Barry Manilow, who for four decades has kept his uh, private and public life separate, is opening up for the first time about his sexuality and his partner of 39 years, manager Gary Keefe. Hmm. Yeah. He says uh, he never came out earlier because he thought I'd be disappointing his fans. He says, I thought I'd be disappointing them if they knew I was gay. Hmm. So I never did anything. Okay. Don't you think they just assumed? <clears throat> I mean, was he like a Wayne Newton type where the ladies were like, oh, we love it. Yeah, but that's the thing you know? with like Liberace. Do you ever see that movie Behind the Candelabra? No. It's really funny. Okay. Michael Douglas is... I've Liberace. heard there's a funny sex scene in it. All of it's funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like they were talking about it. Like and he even says like, I can't come out because people would just, you know, they would go to my show and like old, all these old ladies would be like completely shocked. Yeah. I bet you Barry Manilow like... They just never would have even thought that that guy could be gay. No. But if you look at him, you hear him speak, his music, it's like everything about that guy mm. just screams gay. And it's weird because he, he doesn't even look like, he looks like a Martin Short character. He doesn't look like an actual person. Yeah, but he wears like those <laughs> tight clothes and those yeah. elaborate outfits. Mm. You know, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, he just, he just seems so gay. Um... Well, anyway, like a couple of years ago, 2015, news leaked that he and Keith, who's, who's his manager um, and president of Barry Manilow Productions, had got married in front of a few guests in a surprise ceremony at Palm Springs. And the leak, he said, was a blessing and a curse, given that he kept his private life so private until then. Hmm. Even though his sexuality was an open secret amongst his loyal fans. So some people were in the know, hmm. you know. Right. Um, he said that uh, when they found out that Gary and I were together, they were so happy. The reaction was beautiful. Strangers connecting. Great for you. I'm just so grateful for it. And this is another weird thing. Did you know Barry Manilow fans are called Fanilows? Hmm. Fanilows. Rabid Barry Manilow fans. I can only name one Barry Manilow song. Sounds like some kind of antelope. A Fanilow. Yeah. Yeah. Or it sounds like some kind of creature that like lives by a lake and yeah. fishes and farts, you yeah, know, yeah. and listens to Barry Manilow. Hey, <laughs> second wrong Fanilow here. Um, I can only name one Barry Manilow song, Mandy. Yeah. It's the only song I can think he of. He also did I Write the Songs. I write the songs that make the whole world sing. Thank oh, you. He does, he I does write that one? So yeah. I didn't know he did that yeah, one. Yeah, I just looked I, I think he wrote a lot of songs for other people, too. Oh, but anyway, okay. we're going to end the show here with Mandy, the only Barry Manilow song I, I know. But we're not actually going to play Barry Manilow's version because it's so fucking god-awful. Yeah. We're going to play uh, Me First and the Gimme Gimme's version. It's a punk rock super group. All right. Uh, members of Fat Mike from No Effects, a couple dudes from Lagwagon, and a uh, guy from The Swingin' Others. They're kind of cool. They're around like the early 2000s. Good band. Anything involving No Effects, I'm... I'm out the door. All right. Well, you yeah. probably don't want to listen to this, okay. but this, their version of Mandy okay. is better than the original. Sure. Believe me. Okay. Anyway, we're going to have the show that there with that. And uh, congratulations, Barry Manilow for uh, coming out as if anyone didn't know beforehand. Yeah. Um, Great. We'll be back next week with episode 579. Till then, take it sleazy. Ah. I remember all my life. Raining down as cold as ice 
Shadows of a man, a face through a window, lying in the night. The night goes into morning, just another day. Happy people pass my way. Looking in their eyes, I see a memory. I never realized how happy you made me. Oh, man, but you came and you gave without taking. But I sent you away, oh man, then Well, you kissed me and stopped me from shaking And I need you today, oh man, then One, two, three, four Standing on the edge of time I walked away when love was mine Caught up in a world of uphill climbing Here's all your minds and nothing is rhyming, oh man again just d actually didn't even need to air this but this is a private note uh dude the record shops i mean if anything's gonna get you over here and get you stoked you wouldn't believe the condition of the records you know you can just dig through shit forever it's just stupid that's it but